Alright, good afternoon everyone. Welcome to the Pokevolt Podcast. I'm Tyler, also known as Bellybolt VGC. Here with my co-host Chris Titan Nexus. Alright, today we have a very special guest, two-time regional champion Justin Tang. Hello, hello. Thanks for being on the show today, Justin. I appreciate you. No problem. So we had the global challenge today. Uh, we were just discussing when we hopped in here that... Um, Neither Justin or I got to finish our matches. Yeah. <laughs> Justin, where'd you finish? I know you had a pretty good run. Um, Not as good as I wanted, but I did better than last time. I finished 17-20. Uh, so that should give me uh, 20 to 30 CP, most likely, which is, uh, you know, it's at least I'm getting some points. But, uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get them next time with a bigger showing, hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, that's an awesome run, though. You know, if I, if you could have finished the rest of those matches, I wouldn't doubt that you'd have probably got that CP. Maybe, maybe, yeah. It was a, just didn't have much time this weekend, but um, had a had a pretty good start, and then day two I kind of fell off a bit, but then I, I mean I made a comeback this day, so <laughs> uh, did better at least. That's awesome. Yeah, I personally quit after day two, like <laughs> just running into so much madness. <laughs> You had a bad out with DCs too, didn't you, Titan? Yeah, I was running into a lot of those players doing the disconnect uh, exploit where it like it hurts your, it's like well it doesn't like take away your, you don't get any points for them DCing basically. Yeah, no, that's lame. I had that with me twice already, and uh, um, this grand challenge was like, it was like it was better for like. I didn't have any personal DCs this time, but like luck wise, it was pretty bad for me. I would say probably one of the most unluckiest um, laddering sessions <laughs> I had to go for with the DC players and just, uh, you know, a lot of BS really. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had nine disconnects, nine of those disconnects yesterday, and I was just, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, no, understandable. I was kind of the same. I started off with two, two, day one I had two DCs that kind of like upset me, but then turned around and won like 12 matches in a row. So felt like really good about that. Day two, Justin, I was kind of the same, like got checked day two and lost like my first four. So I was like, oh crap, like <laughs> maybe I wasn't doing too well. Um, yeah. Kind of recovered though and like had a really good run on my all my last few matches. Today I ran, I think 10 or 11 matches. Um did really Sick. well one majority of them i had a really funny match against salty dolphin today where um i kind of predicted him to stay in with his palafin and hit a thunder i ran a really goofy set on my goldango with a thunder and like hit it on the palafin so it was, it was just like really funny that i got that read on him <laughs> Were you, was that a raw thunder you hit or you had rain with it no it was a raw thunder too that i hit i had um, oh, that's crazy <laughs> yeah i had really good luck this run on the gc next little topic i wanted to touch on is uh fresno uh we had 186 people sign up which i kind of thought was like a crazy you know low amount compared to some of the regionals that we've had this year uh, I feel like a lot of them first day were either like two, three, you know, some of them even 400 on the first day. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't know if that's a reflection, like if Fresno will stay like a smaller number. Um, well, it's because Fresno is in literally like the middle of nowhere. Oh, as in like the flights, there's no like direct flight there that's like relatively cheap or it's just like traveling there is kind of uh, kind of hard. Like I, I was talking to people on Twitter about it. And Alberto was actually, you know, he's an, he's an expert at travel. He's been doing, like, all these events. And he was saying how 
probably the best strategy is like you you fly somewhere that's not there and you carpooled carpool there down California, but like no like a flight there is like pretty expensive. So yeah. it's like um yeah, I don't know. I I feel like it's just because of travel costs and just of where it is really is yeah. why the registration's pretty low compared to normal, is my guess. But yeah. Yeah, I kinda agree with that too. We were discussing this earlier and that's just looking at the location, like you said, it's in the middle of nowhere and it's like really expensive to travel there. And um, I mean, that probably has to do it. I know it's later in the year too. So at this point, a lot of, you know, more casual competitors are dropping off knowing that they're not competing for Worlds. So I think that may affect it a little bit too. Um, but for the most mm-hmm. part, I think it's really just the Fresno location, how expensive it is to travel. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah making me, yeah, I don't know. I was thinking maybe I'll go, maybe not if I like, flew there and then I, I drove there or something but um I'm, i don't know how likely that is now but uh it really depends on how i do milwaukee i feel well, actually no how i do like these next like few challenges and then uh, to see how i'm feeling if i want to get the extra points or not but we'll see heck yeah that's a long drive for you man you're on the east coast aren't you that'd be like yeah yeah i would have to not, not i'm not wanting to drive there i would fly there and then carpool someone with their like get like a rental car or something okay okay that makes sense uh, sorry realistically <laughs> i am not driving there <laughs> yeah i was like cross-country trip that's wild <laughs> yeah no uh, like from milwaukee i'm going to uh it's my first flight to for one of these events so um it'll be fun heck yeah well uh we'll move into a list of questions we had prepared for you here justin um Again, I appreciate you being on the show and everything. It's really awesome, you know, getting to talk to someone who has competed at your level coming in, uh, you know, just to kind of give for someone who doesn't know who you are, um, you know, you've won two regional championships. Uh, just give us a little history, you know, into your VGC experience and like Pokemon experience, you know, when did you come into playing Pokemon? Uh, been playing Pokemon for uh, a long time. Well, not competitively, but you know, like since the Game Boy Advance, I had, uh, you know, Fire Red, uh, Leaf Green, uh, Emerald, uh, Sapphire, all the good stuff. And then that's kind of where I started my Pokemon stuff. And then from there, I played very casually until maybe I got into the singles scene. I was more of a singles player before I did doubles in VGC. Um, started like actually knowing how to play the game, like EVs and everything, probably like when Sun and Moon was a thing. And then, um, it wasn't until, uh, late sword and shield is when i picked up vgc um kind of got tired of single stuff so i kind of just uh uh switched over from that and uh it's true it was made uh did a lot of laddering before regionals um i mean like before i even did like play competitive competitive like an official tournament i would just ladder and um, i was pretty decent at that and um yeah i kind of took that from there and i decided to do uh knoxville uh because it was uh i guess the closest thing i could drive to at the moment so i drove there and uh yeah and that's kind of what happened that's kind of how it all started really that's awesome man that's really cool to hear someone that's come into the game so recently you know to hear like sword and shield i mean to play your whole life and to kind of have that knowledge with pokemon is one thing and like playing singles but to just come into vgc late sword and shield and to be competing at that level is just inspiring you know um yeah, thank you. <laughs> I've really inspired a lot of like newer players to take that step. Yeah, it's it's really cool hearing that. Um, I've, I've gotten a few DMs from people like uh, saying uh, how inspired or just kind of it. Uh, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, 
really, and it's also really nice to like see like people at regionals that like first time because um after Knoxville I ran in Charlotte and Fort Wayne I ran to people who they were actually the first regional and I thought it was really cool how we're getting more players into the VGC scene and this is kind of the year of VGC a lot of new players a lot of that and I think it's uh, pretty cool to get everyone in heck yeah so you recently won your second regional um which is a huge accomplishment what is your mindset different um going into these next regionals opposed to Knoxville, you know, with the meta changes and everything, or is there anything that you're preparing differently than you were in Knoxville now that you've uh, Yeah. Uh, at least for, like, I kind of went into Fort Wayne pretty blind, I'm not going to lie, because it was, um, Knoxville's my first event, and Charlotte was a little bit a week before Fort Wayne. So, you know, it's it's one uh, week apart, but also the format's completely different. So I kind of had to go in and not knowing a whole lot about Series 3 or Rexy. And um, it was sort of challenging to figure out what I want to do. So I kind of went with comfort. And then I wanted to do something fun. Both, uh, you know, I had Dragapult, which is a mod I never used before. But uh, <laughs> um, I had some friends talk about it. And I'm like, okay, sure, let's do this. I kind of threw a team together. And four mods are comfortable with and two new mods I never really used. But they were good enough. And that's kind of the idea behind it. And I... Uh, kind of his job really uh, for meta changes i mean pretty different formats but i expected like a lot of the casual stuff to happen like i think all the matches i cropped for were mostly on par for how the meta is because it's mostly like oh you got basic you know something to stay the same since series two you know dondozo you have sun you have balance you know it's still like similar stuff just some twists so it's kind of going in the same knowledge uh just expecting some changes and that's kind of how I adapted, and uh, yeah, I came in also having not, not trying not to have it come in like very stressed, uh, taking low key because Charlotte was pretty stressful for me. So I kind of I kind of want to go into the tournament with like, with a you know a good headspace, and I think that also kind of helps me out a bit. So, yeah. So I've uh, I've heard a few people refer to you as like the new generation Ray Rizzo saint because like <laughs> you're the first person apparently like since I want to say 2014 since he did it to win two regionals in the same like season uh, season. Uh, how does that make you feel? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean I think that's pretty cool how people say that, but um. Yeah, he's Ray Rizzo. You know, he, he's a you know three-time world champion. I haven't. Uh, it's gonna be my first time being at Worlds, so um, if I can replicate that, that'd be really cool. But uh, for the regional stuff, that's. I mean, I would like to say I'm my own person, and I feel like everyone's their own person. Uh, but you know, still being compared to someone like Ray Rizzo is, uh, you know, it's you know it's a huge compliment. You know, he's he's uh, arguably um, one of the best players in the world, or the best player. I mean, three-time world champion is no no joke. <laughs> so like. Uh, being kind of compared to that as a new player to him is, uh, you know, so I think it's 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 pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, so yeah. Heck yeah! So we noticed on stream watching you in the top cut that you seemed like super super relaxed. Um, it was honestly pretty cool. Like I was there in person, like watching you like look out at your friends and like take a picture of them. You know, and just like you were like taking everything in and were so relaxed. Um, yeah. Even compared to like other guys, like their breathing and stuff was like super intense. And I just feel like you were super casual in all of it. Um, was there something that you know like is there an approach that you take that was different you know like how did you how did you come into that just so casually um well like i said for like 
it's not it wasn't really always like that because for charlotte i was definitely more stressed because um i had some like uh traveling issues and i just kind of wanted to like do well because of that because it was just kind of a rough time so like i said i kind of came in this kind of not carefree but i came in like not trying to stress out because i just want to have a good time and that's kind of what i was doing really um kind of just kind of played my games and I got to use Dragapult and stream, so you know that was pretty chill. Yeah, that's and that was something cool. I've been wa- that was something I wanted to do all day, and the fact I got to do that top eight was pretty fun. So yeah, that's why you know, stuff you like that. You overcame car issues too. You said like you had major car issues where like you broke down on the side of the road and had to get it repaired, right? Yeah, for Charlotte. So I was definitely more stressed during that. So I wanted to go into Fort Wayne, you know, uh, no issues at all, just having a good time and. Uh, that's kind of what happened, really. Yeah, I had a, a way better time, and I think that's why I looked chill, and I was chill, and my performance, I think, was overall better because of that. Kind of going in, just, uh, you know, just feeling good. <laughs> that's really it. So I wanted to get your personal approach to team building. I know Wolf, uh, after one of his matches, I want to say it was at, knoxville he talked about how he likes to get his team set like two weeks in advance like decide what it's going to be and just use the rest to like practice Uh, so what's your personal approach um i definitely agree with wolf um if you have the time getting a team ready a week or two in advance is pretty key i feel so you have as much time as practicing as possible uh for fort wayne i didn't have the luxury for that but uh Usually, I would try to. Like, for Knoxville, um, I came in pretty confidently. I think I had the team two to three weeks in advance, so I had plenty of time to practice, for example. For Charlotte, I came in... I I actually couldn't come up with a team. It took me a while to come up with a team, and uh, I probably didn't have get as much practice as I should have for that reason. And for Fort Wayne, I kind of took advantage of how everyone's sort of in the same boat, and um, you're kind of able to do that for early, then you can kind of just throw a team together, and as long as it's good, it's good, really. But, uh... I do agree with both. Like, if you have the time and practice with a team for at least like two weeks, I mean, you can make any team work really with that for that reason. So, um, yeah. Heck yeah. So, this is a couple weeks back. Um, I know it was like there was a whole trend of people tweeting out like about coaching and like that they would begin <laughs> coaching. Um, you also tweeted out about it, and it. You know, I I took it as probably like being like kind of like a slight joke, and but also like I do take it kind of serious in the fact that like I've seen you talk about like possibly starting a YouTube. Um, you're pretty good friends with Neil. Um, I you know me personally, I think you're a very humble like social person that like even in person I kind of gravitated towards you, you know, and liked listening to what you had to say. Um, do you think that that's something in the be in the future that you'd be interested in doing? You know, is to coach or to start like a YouTube channel or something along those lines. Um. Yeah. Um. It's something I've been considering for a while, uh, for content wise, and I think coaching could be a plus. I mean, um, still trying to figure out like what I would do with that exactly because um, I'm still a fairly new player, regardless of my achievements. But uh, I've had a few people reach out to me about wanting help and stuff so starting something up might be nice um i'll figure that out but for uh but for content wise it's something i've been wanting to do um like you said uh like people like neil i've been watching for a while and uh, their they uh, their videos and stuff um there's something i've always wanted to do and um 
something I do plan starting up. I was thinking sometime after school. Uh, my school does end sometime next month, so um, I I will have more time to start up content and uh, get the equipment I need for it. Is uh, all, all things I, I plan on doing. Heck yeah, that's great. Yeah, I mean, you're super easy to talk to, so like, I feel like that's one of the reasons why so many people are like approaching you about it. Um, yeah. So how do you think the meta will change by NAIC? Oh, um, I'll be honest. I don't. I don't think it's going to change that much. I feel like EUIC was on par of everything I expected, because um, I don't know. I, I feel like well, that's actually kind of hard to say. I feel like the things that are good will still be good, but people will definitely try to figure out how to crack balance, and people will have more time. I I know I was watching uh, uh, Nick Navarre talk about how he, he he was trying to figure out the whole time before EOC how to break balance, how to break the, the palace and stuff, but he ended up, didn't have enough time, he just brought it himself. So I figure for NIC, it's going to be a lot of that, or there's going to be some meta-defying thing that somebody brings up. But I don't. I really don't know how people are going to do that just because uh, balance is probably at, at its all times best. So um, figuring out how to break that exactly and uh, a team that would still be good is um, I think it's going to be a test someone's going to do. But to do well with it, I'm going to be kind of curious on. But I, I think the meta is going to be pretty similar to what we're seeing now. Uh, it's been like really quick, like even breaking down the meta for me, like, you know, and like really trying to evaluate like how to attack the balance team and making a team around that has been like a hard it's just a hard approach you know because when you start attacking certain aspects of the balance you really start opening yourself up to what the balance is good at you know and like certain damage aspects or like weaknesses with the mons that you need Um, with it being 400 mana to me still feels kind of limited after years of playing with so many pokemon um you know and it, it just feels that it's very hard to build around um so i do think that the meta is kind of stabilized in that a little bit and i do think that it still will be very prevalent and you're right with that because it's it's just such a a solid you know if you're a skilled player and you play it correctly it's such a challenge to to beat and to play around um so i'm interested you know i'm interested to see the few the few teams that may show up that can beat it um, I still think there are so many players who just play it so well. Oh, I was going to say that really brings us into our like next question. Yeah, so the predictions on what Series 4 would be. Um, this is a more laid-back question. Oh, um, uh, this would be the Worlds format, right? Yes. Um, that's really hard. Um, home, home is coming out next year for sure. And I'm thinking Series 4 will probably be... I'm thinking maybe some of the paradox ones. They, they, they did introduce uh, Walking Wake and uh, Iron Lee's a while ago, but they just kind of shame that they came out there in the room and stuff, and they just didn't let them in. So maybe somehow implementing them in for Series 4. I don't know how that'll change the format a whole lot, to be honest, but maybe including them. And I don't think Legends would be in Series 4 already, right? I think that's a little too early. So there, that might be a possibility too, but I feel like that's pretty... Uh, they don't usually do restricted formats this early in the year, right? So I don't think that would happen. But uh, I mean, my logical guess is they were gonna, they're going to reuse a format like Series Three again, or they'll add the Paradox Mons they 
they recently added <laughs> to a series. So I'm not entirely sure. I personally think it would just be crazy if they just uh, made it so the they banned the Paradox Mons again, but kept the Ruin Mons to really just throw oh, a wrench no, that's insane. That would be insane. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that would be the power keep would be a little bit much. I feel for the ruins. There's no paradox. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. It's very true. So, Justin, are you planning on competing in? You said uh, Milwaukee. Is there any other events you're going to be at between now and Worlds? Um, Crash knows a big maybe. Um, you know, we had the global challenges. Of course, there's one more left. Uh, locals are coming back up. Um. I'm not so sure what going to be my area, but um, I think it'd be fun to go to. And um, same with those premiere challenges. I uh, just figuring out like uh, where those are at, and those are probably the only other events. But my last regional is going to be uh, Milwaukee, most likely, and possibly Fresno. And also, there's NIAC, of course, after that. So it looks like all the events I plan on hitting. Yeah, yeah. I know there's you're in the same area as me, so like there is actually a local that's. Uh... Not too far from us. Oh, okay, that's great. Well, I'll get you the information. I'll send it to you. Sounds appreciate it. Yeah. Heck yeah! All right, this is. I'm really excited that this one fell on me to ask. Um, <laughs> I have unfortunately it hit me in the GC, and my buddy hit me with it the other night in our best of three. But um, Oko moves. You know, it's a hot take. So, what's your take on it, Justin? Uh, well. Uh, Oko moves, yeah. Um, I was victim to it for the GC this time. Like, um, I was pretty unlucky this whole global challenge, to be honest. Like, I was doing pretty well. In my day two, I kind of got shot on by like a lot of things. And my last game for the GC for day two, I had um, I lost to Fisher turn one. Like, I switched, I switched him on out, got Fishered, and then he hit Fishered the next turn. So, um. I, I think it's a dumb move. I really, it really does. I feel like people that click it kind of just click it just because. And um, if you can put yourself in a winning position and do it, yeah, sure. But if you're just clicking it, they expect to hit every time that I'm like, what are you doing? You know, it's a 30% move. And sure, it's like it's a huge gamble, but you can easily go for other moves to um, punish a switch instead of clicking Raw Fisher. Right? I mean, it's just like. Yeah. And then. Um, I think it's silly when people complain about when they miss Fisher too, and I'm like, you're, you're clicking a 30% accurate move when you can click in other moves uh, that can do even more stuff, like Ruination, for example. Um, I feel like you would only click Fisher in like like in scenarios where you can't really be like a stall mod, for example, like if a moon is a hard wall and thing, I guess. But like, I don't know. There's only so many Fishers you can click, and it's it's like if you don't have you have other mods that can handle them pretty well. And I feel like Ting Lu, for example, which is the one at KO Mon, has so many options. We've seen Stealth Rocks. We've seen, we've seen Choice Band. We've seen a lot of cool cool options where you don't need Fisher. I, I think Fisher is a little... It's, I understand why people have it, but I feel like Ting Lu has such a diverse moveset where you don't need to always run it. So that's kind of what my opinion is. Personally, not a fan of them. <laughs> like I've died to him so many times now. Um, yeah, just keep it short. Yeah, I don't like it either. <laughs> Before we wrap up this podcast, is there anything you want to say to new players who haven't taken that extra step in competing at events? Um, I say go for it. Um, it's 
even though the season's pretty late, um, for wards or regardless, I feel like competing events is a great way to uh, join community and more meet new people. I've met a lot of people through these events or through discords, prepping for these events. There's a lot of resources. You just kind of ask around and you'll find it. And going to these events, like I said, you know, you play new players, you can play uh, well-known players, you can play anyone, and it's it's fun. It doesn't really matter who you are. You get to talk to people, you get to play them, and you get a, it's a pretty good time. Regardless of how you do, um, the practice for the future too. So um, I do encourage, if you have the time and money to go to these events, um, I, I, I encourage it. I think it's a great experience for Pokemon. So yeah. Justin, thanks again, man, for being on the show. Um, it was awesome meeting you in Knoxville and Charlotte. Um, thank you for the shirt, you know. Yeah, no problem, man. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, awesome getting to come back to my – I live in a very small town, so coming back, you know, I've had a couple people ask me, like, what is Tang Gang? And I'm like, oh, you got to check him out. And I'm like, Justin Tang, you know, he just won two Pokemon regionals. And they're like, Pokemon? I'm like, yeah, there's a competitive scene. And they're like, what? But um, no, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, it's inspiring to talk to someone like you. I'm excited for, you know, our Discord group and listeners to get to hear some of your insight. Um, Chris? Yeah, just – Thank you, and thank you also for just being so inspiring to, like, these new players. Like, as being someone who's played since, like, 2012, like, you really have probably made the scene grow even further than what it was. Thank you, guys. It means a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> Heck, yeah. Uh, next week, we have uh, Will Tank on. Uh, we're getting some insights from him. Um, if you're a VGC player and you're interested in being on the podcast, email us at pokevoltclub at gmail.com. Justin, thanks again, and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode.